The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. This is your host, Joe, joined only today by Anthony Dittmar on Twitter. That is at Anthony Dittmar underscore. You can find me on Twitter at the Joe Farrow. Uh, so, yeah, we don't have Cody tonight, but we do have a game to recap. An, an ugly one. Isn't that right, Anthony? <laughs> I mean, it was a fun game. I feel like you weren't a fan of either team because you had like Durant going off, you had Tatum going off. It was like 30 lead changes. Like from that yeah. pure entertainment standpoint, it was great. And if like the Nets are on a big run, like like they were like winning 10 out of 12 and doing nice things, they'd be like, Oh, you lost that game and had hats off to Tatum, yada yada yada. But when you lose three out when you lose 17, you lost 20 games. That doesn't there's no silver linings. I'm sorry, they're just not. Yeah, it was definitely rough towards the end. I have a funny story from the game. So both of my cousins are big betting guys. So I told my one cousin earlier in the year that the Nets are like terrible against the spread. Like they never cover. And um, so he took the Celtics before the game even started. And I told him, I was like, that is a stupid bet. He took the Celtics favored, but like they had to win by seven. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not a good bet when you have KD and Kyrie on the other side. So I told my other cousin, I'm like, yeah, take the Nets live line because they were plus. So he took he took Nets plus three and a half, and neither one of them hit. <laughs> oh my god, that's a bad beat. It's a bad. Beat. It's te- it was terrible. It was like it was a a one and a half point difference, and they none of them hit. I was like, oh my god, that's terrible. It is really bad. I feel bad for the guy. Um, oh my, god. they were both so torn. They were like, oh. How does that even happen? That's rough. Jeez. Yeah. Um. I honestly, before you want to jump into this game, did you see the ma- major injury news about the one of our former Nets? Yes, Jared Allen. Right. Suffered a fracture in his left middle finger. He's out indefinitely. And the Cavaliers have been they've been not playing well lately. Like they won. I think they won the other night. But like them and the Raptors really haven't played good basketball. It's outside of the Raptors' back-to-back wins against the Nets. They really haven't played that well. Like, if the Nets are winning games, they would have probably got a good chance to catch the sixth seed at least. I know Boston's been on fire, so I don't think we really caught them. Yeah. Like, there have been a world if the Nets played 500 ball. They'd, they'd be in striking distance of the sixth seed right now, but I think we live in a world now where I think we're locked into the play-in. I don't know about you, but that's where I'm starting to think. 
Yeah, no, I'm definitely in a similar spot. I'm a, it's just hard to watch at this point. Like they're not able to put anything together and it really is just frustrating. It's just like, we're always waiting. It's like, we finally got clarity on Joe Harris. So as, as city as that is like how he's out for the year, like at least we know now, so we can keep worrying about what if I kind of knew like, if we didn't know by like this week or next week, it'd be like kind of like a done deal, which is what happened. But like with Simmons, it's like he's not going to play. He's going to this Philly game Thursday, but he's not going to play. He's not even practicing yet. Like, there's like 17 games left. Like, he's going to come back, what, 10 games left? Is that really a lot enough for a guy that sat out every game this year? He hasn't played since – when was the playoffs last year? Like, I know it was a little off. Actually, it was a normal playoffs. It was like May. Yeah. May. It's March. It's been 10 months. He hasn't been in the basketball in 10 months in game action. And we're expecting him to throw him out there with – like this team and just expect everything to work. I get like God given talent and defense wise. It's just a lot. And then the Kyrie uncertainty, it's just, I'm starting to lose a little bit of hope. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm trying to be a real fan. That's how I'm at right now. I don't know what your confidence level is at. Mine's at like a three or four right now, just considering all the insinuating circumstances. I don't know if we're going to get a Kyrie resolution. If we don't have that, like it's not looking good, especially if they play Toronto in the play. And no matter what, if we're on the road, he's not playing Canada. Even if we do get a resolution. Yeah, and I mean, we are the ninth seed right now, so we would be in the – we would have to win two games to make the playoffs, and one of them, the second game, we might not have Kyrie. It's crazy because if you're, like, in the 9-10 play, and would you want 10 because, like, if Kyrie can play, like, he'd be available because, like – like, yeah, I think you'd rather be in the 7-8 scenario regardless. You could yeah, but then, what if, but then what if, if Toronto loses the game of the 7-8 and then they host – Well, I'm saying if you're locked into 9-10 – like, no matter what, like you can't move up to 7-8. I think you'd be rather in 10 just because you wouldn't – like, if Kyrie couldn't play the home game, you'd rather want 10 because just because you're, like, no matter what, if you win, you're playing the loser of the 7-8. So, like, it doesn't really affect – like, if Toronto loses, it'd be a bad situation regardless. But, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I would uh... – I, th- I think I'd rather be in the 7-8 scenario regardless just because, like, you could afford a loss because anybody can yeah. lose the night. But it's – Yeah, not, absolutely. I thought we'd be in this scenario going into this year, right? I don't know, but as Nets fans, we should have seen him coming. <laughs> That's I mean, no, I, I would have expected like them to like underperform with like a four seed, maybe. Like, yeah, going into the year, considering we had like those three guys, like it's just been a wild ride. It's really, really been the one of the wildest season in terms of like how we felt going into where we are now, and it's just, I don't know, I don't see it. I don't. I hope we get a happy resolution, but it's going to be a tough, tough ride, and it's probably if that's want to win, it'd be the, a lot of the first. They'd be the first team to win to lose more than seven games in a row. They'd be the lowest seed ever to win the championship. They'd be there's a couple other stats I saw. It's just, I think they're another under 500. So I think they'd be the first below like 40 something win team. It's insane. Like, like it's really insane right now. Yeah, it's like it's it's just so unpredictable. And it's like that's a, that's the NBA for you. I mean, everybody says there's no parity in the NBA, but like this season is a prime example as to how like, there definitely is. Like, yeah, it's, like, the number one or two seed, like, the one through three seeds usually, like, take it home every year. But it's, like, it's the, they're all different teams. It just varies. <laughs> like, it's it's pretty wild to see the position that we're in right now. And these podcasts have had such a damper on them recently. And I don't know when we're going to get more of a positive attitude towards it. Because, <laughs> Who knows? honestly, like, I don't want to just be the guy that's like, oh, the Nets are going to be fine. They're going to be fine. But, like, we don't know that, you know? Like, like I also don't want to be too hard on them or, like, like sugarcoat the, our expectations. But, like, I, I don't – I can't see us doing much of anything right now. 
Yeah, with that in mind, I guess you want to we'll jump into the recap of the Celtic game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give us a little a little rundown of the game. So they had a Sunday one o'clock matinee. Expect it was like a lot of excitement going into it because the first time Kyrie and Durant like got on the floor together since that January twelfth game against Chicago, where all three of the four big three played together. But this game was very fun in terms of like from an entertainment standpoint, like we were saying before, like it was back and forth. You had Tatum drop what, 54. You had Durant drop 37. Like it was like, honestly, like a masterclass by both. A, no- a noticeable trend that continues that the Nets can't guard the three-point ball. It's really like every team has their best shooting night. I think it's some of it has to deal with like bad luck, but some of it's like got to close out on shooters. I think Ben Simmons yeah. would like a matchup like Tatum if we had him play. Um. I saw LaMarcus Aldridge had a, a pretty decent game. He had 14. Bruce Brown has really been st- playing well since the James Harden trade. He's a respectable three-point shooter. He's slashing well, playing good defense. He had 16, 6, and 5. So looking like the Bruce Brown of last year. Um, Kyrie Irving did struggle. He didn't have 19, but really wasn't much of an impact. He got looked a little lost in the offensive end, a lot of bad turnovers and timely possessions. It really was just one of those games where you felt like you were trading passes in Celtics all game, but you just felt like in the fourth they were going to lose it. And, uh, and that's just really couldn't hold hold strong at the end. It couldn't make timely shots. I kind of knew it was going to Durant every possession. Andre Drummond kind of didn't play too well in defense. Yeah, Nick Claxton did look good in defense, but kind of didn't do the best towards the end. They didn't really play him. Yeah, Patty Mills only take two shots, which I thought he would take a little more after his hot game against Miami. And just I thought Seth Curry could have got involved a little bit more. He only took six shots, and I felt like I don't know if it was because of his ankle because he went into the game probable, but I felt like he should have more of a a role with this team, but overall just another crushing loss. And, and we did lose Cam Thomas mid game to an injury. We'll go over that more in the injury report once we get to that, but yeah, wasn't the best, but to Kevin Durant did join the 25 K point club. So I guess it's something to be happy about, I guess. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. That was a, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That was a fun moment uh, just to see him reach that threshold that not many others have. And it's it's awesome to see. Like we're just watching so many of the greatest players of all time right in front of our faces, and it's just like it's awesome. This era of the NBA can be stacked up against any other in terms of star power and just pure talent that's going around the league. Kevin Durant's amongst the top of all time. Hundred percent. He's even mentioned he's like I should have been a part of the thirty k point club already, which is honestly not wrong because he did miss I think one full he did miss like one full season with the Nets. He's missed a lot of time in the last two years besides his Achilles year. I'm pretty sure he yeah. had a season an injury in OKC, if I remember correctly. I don't. He might have had a short a one year that was shortened from injury. I know one year in Golden State, he missed like the second half of the year. I remember almost. Um, yeah, because it was that. Well, oh yeah, yeah. four to the Thunder in like twenty-seven games. Twenty-three. Yeah. So yeah, he could have really been a thirty-point k point club. Like, yeah, I mean, for his game, for his career, he averages twenty-seven a game, which is amongst one of the best ever. So, guy, everybody knows Kevin Durant's one of the best pure scorers the NBA has ever seen. Yeah, that's twenty two hundred points averaging per season. So, yeah, if you miss like two and a half seasons, that doesn't make sense to be at thirty. Yeah, yeah, guy, guy's just a beast, and that's nothing new to anybody. But still, got to marvel in it while we can. You know, <laughs> when Nets fans aren't used to this type of uh, pure dominance from one player on a nightly basis. Percent. Um, is there anything else in the Celtics game that you noticed that you wanted to like talk about? Uh, I don't know. It was just frustrating down the stretch. It really was. It was just like nobody can guard anybody. Tatum was getting a switch onto LaMarcus Aldridge every single possession and just taking it to the hole. Or if he was lined up against anybody else on the outside, he would just size him up, take a little sidestep, and knock down the three. 
Poor it Seth. Was, I kept getting Seth too on him. I don't know why that kept happening. I was like, yeah, it was, he was getting, him. yeah, he was getting Lamarcus and Seth like every single possession. He was just torching them. It's just like Tatum, like even like Kyrie was on him a little bit. Kyrie held his own pretty decently, but it was just he would get caught up in the screen and then he would end up on Lamarcus Aldridge down low and and Lamar, he would just blow by Lamarcus for a layup floater. Whatever, whatever he was doing, but the Tatum couldn't miss. The guy was on fire. Yes, yeah, four fifty point game in the regular season. He has two in the playoffs. Um, I was going to mention that. Yeah, Kyrie kind of looks lost in offense, but the Celtics really are a great defensive team, and they're much better than last year's team. I don't know what, what really made them change so much. But I guess Rob Williams has jumped. Grant Williams has been a better player this year too. Like Al Horford, I guess, back in that locker room. And just like they can switch on anybody, every single level of switching between Smart, Tatum, Brown, Horford, and Williams. It's like so hard to like find a mismatch when you're on offense. And that's like to like, like get a lot of screens, get some mismatch action. There really isn't a lot that they could do when they face up against Celtics like that, especially against their starting unit. It's a better Celtics team. I'm not going to lie. It looks like those teams are from the conference final era. And you have a guy like Tatum and Brown, like everybody wanted to split them up after like one and a half bad years together. Like these guys are both under 25. They've been a, Jalen's been to three conference finals and Tatum has been to two. Like, it's not like it, we got to give them respect where it is. And like, they honestly, the Nets starts me the most the Nets can't out talent teams anymore. When they had the big three, you could with just two guys. Like every, most teams have a formidable two, at least in the East, like in them like, top teams, in the NBA. So you really, it, it's, it comes down to more than just being better on offense. They got to clamp down on defense. Cause they went from elite at the beginning of the year to like one of the worst ones now. Like, I know you regression to the mean, but like, you can't regress the bottom of the league. Yeah, no, it's definitely rough. It's been a long, long fall from the top, as they say. Yeah, it's been like a two and a half month spiral. So hopefully, we'll keep we'll keep saying hopefully, but we'll see. Like, like we'll just jump into the injury report, I guess. Um, so tomorrow's game, they already announced the injury report because it comes out mid afternoon. Cam Thomas is out with that back injury he had. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge is out with a hip contusion. Um, ben Simmons is still going to not be practicing his view of the Nets against the Philadelphia Sixers on Thursday. This is for Tuesday's game, but he'll be, I'm not sure if he'll be there for the Charlotte game. He'll definitely be there in Philly. So I know he wasn't with the team in Boston. Yeah. Uh, I think he said he's making the trip to Philly. So I don't think he's going to be there in Charlotte. So I'm assuming he just probably just drive down 95, but yeah. yeah. Um, Aldridge, I don't know how serious his injury is. It kind of came out of nowhere. We didn't really see him get hurt in that game. So I don't know if it's just like injury management, not really like they can afford to give games now, but. Um, Thomas's injury came up with his back. It looks kind of bad at first, but he was walking a little better. I don't know what you think about that, but it's just yeah. Never- I mean, it, it did. It definitely did look bad at first, but then he started walking. He was limping, but like he like kind of like stood up and like stretched out his back a little bit, and then started walking like a lot better after that. But oh no, I really hope that doesn't sideline Cam for too long because he's been integral for this team, especially when Kyrie hasn't been playing and Patty Mills has been struggling. So, like, we really, especially at this point of the year, we can't afford to lose Cam for a big stretch of games. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't know. We'll know how more serious it is tomorrow when, like, Steve Nash speaks to the media. He usually does a couple hours before the game. Today was just the injury report, so it wasn't, like, anything with the integral. I know the team already arrived in Charlotte. I guess they just went from Boston to Charlotte. No point of going back home. Um, yeah. Tomorrow. It's a big game for seeding, honestly, getting back into that, like, Right yeah. now, the Nets, I think, let's look at the NBA standings. I know they're like two and a half, three now behind Toronto. So that's becoming more and more distant. From If you were considering getting out of the play and the Cavs are in six and the Nets are five and a half out. Oh, my God. They're, no, yeah, five and a half out from the Cavaliers. So that seems more like a pipe dream, if anything, unless the Nets kind of run the table. 
I know that they lost out and stuff. That's still a lot of games to make up. They're actually technically right now ninth behind Charlotte because they've only played once. Yeah, because they because they have the tiebreaker on us too. They're one and another with us. We have two more matchups. So if you win the next two, that's going to be huge receding. So tomorrow's game is huge. If you lose tomorrow, you lose any tiebreaker with Charlotte. So that's another yep. team. And we've oh. lost the tiebreaker to damn near every team that we are trying to catch. So we're tied at twenty two, and we're only two games up on eleven seed Washington. Which honestly, like Porzingis played really well the other day. I know they played Indiana, so it was no one crazy. There's no Beal for the rest of the year, but like you're only two games up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like we could literally we are two games out of not making the playoffs in general with the play-in. Like that is so nuts. Yeah, the Wizards are only one back in the loss column. So we played two extra games in the Wizards, and we're only have three extra wins. So they can really get close. That's like, let's not talk about that doomsday scenario because I feel like we keep really our expectations. Whoever like competing for the one seed to like be in the middle of the pack of like top teams, to, like hoping we get like not in the play in to like the seven eight matchup. And now we're just trying to make it. <laughs> and now we're just trying to make scrape by as the 10 and just see what happens come playoff time. <laughs> the tiebreakers. The Nets are two and zero against Atlanta, so I guess they did win the season series against Atlanta. So that's pretty big, I guess, in that regard. So when it comes to the Hawk, the Hawks, we're in good shape. We just mentioned Charlotte. I think the Nets lost season series as Toronto because of those last two games. Um, yeah, we'll check. We absolutely lost because we lost that back to back to them. Did we, did we play them four times though? Because they're in division, so I don't know what the second tiebreaker would be. Hold on, it's not coming up. I don't see the other games. Um, I'm just I just when we lost three games to Toronto this year, though. I think we have one more with them. I'm trying to check. Just give me one second. I apologize. Pre-season. Oh, you're good. So I mean, did, while oh, yeah, go ahead. We did lose the back-to-back. We beat Toronto, I think, one game in Toronto. I'm pretty sure. I can't find the game. You can go on your thing. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, it's like there's a lot of teams that we're trying to catch right now that even if we get into a position where we are finish the season tied, with them, like they just hold all these tiebreakers, so it's going to be really rough for the Nets to even gain any ground at this point. If you're just still trying to get all your guys back and just try to get a little run together, it's man, it's going to be hard. Like we really are going to have to try to just scrape by because winning against some of these teams that we have coming up and trying to solidify playoff position is going to be rough. And I don't want to like put a damper on the Nets season, but this is why, like we keep saying, like we're losing faith in the team like like obviously like well if we if any team with kevin durant has a good chance against anybody but it's like that supporting cast needs to be there bro like you can't do anything without the supporting cast 100 percent. so we actually split the two and two with toronto this year so i'm trying to see the second tiebreaker is um the second one is division leader wins a tie over a team not leading division but so division leader the third one's division one so it's our division record would be the second tiebreaker. Oh, what's our division record? Well, that's so that would be that would be who is the other teams? It's us, Toronto, Sixers, Knicks, and Celtics. Huh. So uh, Knicks, we have a win against. I think we have multiple wins against. We have like at least two wins against the Knicks. I know that. Celtics. Division record. The Nets are seven and six in the division. Toronto seven and five. <laughs> Jesus, really close. Uh, and oof. so Toronto could be a close one. We're only we're still two and a half out, so let's like hold our horses there. 
Yeah, let's hold our horses, but at the same time, it's a legitimate possibility that we have to discuss. <laughs> Nets Wizards, that's the only other team that's kind of close to us right now. The Nets are two and one. Oh no, the Nets are two and Nets are two and two against the Wizards. So that's Ooh. another team that like we have to look at the division records. The Nets are seven and six, the Wizards are six and seven. So <laughs> Yeah, that's so. That means, and I mean, if the Wizards are getting hot going into the playoffs, and that's how they catch up to us, I would assume they beat some divisional teams to really gain that traction. So, yeah, not going to be fun. But <laughs> yeah, it's going to come right. down to the wire. It seems unless the Nets simply just start winning for their last like seventeen games or whatever it is, but they haven't done it in the last two months. So let's see if they can flip a switch. <laughs> we will see. Yeah, um, I guess we'll go into the tomorrow's game. Big game, like we said. Um, the Hornets like don't have Gordon Hayward or James Book tonight. Hayward's the big one, obviously. So I guess got to watch out. The, 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 well, the Nets really have the vantage on tomorrow is their centers. So Andre Drummond can uh-huh. really have advantage. Charles are really poor centers, so like they really need to use advantage. I, I would love for the Nets to go big, and like I saw another yesterday, they did a lineup with Drummonds, Claxton, and Durant. Like Claxton at the forward switching of possibilities can be something I would like. To match up against yeah. their of big size, like you want to like create an advantage for yourself having three seven footers out there. But, yeah, and I mean if you run that if you run that with Kyrie and Seth out there, that should I mean that should create enough spacing to the point where like you shouldn't be worried about it. But I think we'll go into picks, right, Ant? Yeah, I guess we'll go into picks. I think Cody gave us his pick. Cody I think he's taking this win, right? Yeah, Cody is taking a win. So, well, and I'm inclined to agree with him. And honestly, I don't even know if I'm picking for my record anymore. I am just picking for pure necessity that we need. (laughs) We need the Nets to really put their foot on the gas and win. I'm going to go with the win as well, because I really don't see if they lose. I I don't know how I'm going to even like be able to watch them. Like I'm I'm so nervous at Thursday's game just for all the slander on Twitter. So I really would like a win tomorrow to like, Make you feel a little better. Not that like it would be any better Thursday, but it'd be even worse Thursday. So I'm trying to hedge yeah. my happiness here. So I'm gonna go with the win as well. Um, currently, I think San Joe is 25, Cody with 20, me with 19. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be tough to catch Joe throughout the rest of the year, but because eventually just play defense on us. But we'll see. Hopefully, yeah, I won't. Play. I'm gonna pick how I want to pick. I'm not gonna play defense. Yeah, I feel you. But yeah, um, is there anything else you want to discuss? Big week, obviously. We'll talk about the Net Sixers matchup after we, tomorrow's episode. We talk about the Hornets game, so we'll get into that a little bit about the whole Harden Ben Simmons type of stuff. Um, is there anything else you want to jump on here? I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's anything else that we really can discuss right now. I mean, like we're just waiting still on Ben Simmons to start ramping up. We have clarification on Joe Harris. We're waiting on the private sector mandate update with Kyrie. And it's like KD's healthy. Okay, so that's step one. <laughs> the rest of the stuff has to fall into place. Doesn't seem like it right now. Still, we're kind of in the same boat as we have been for the last couple months. And we, it's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, which is why all Nets fans are literally insane for expecting us to go out there and just make a sudden change with the same roster that we've been running that hasn't been able to do anything. Same with the court, honestly. Like, so I don't know, man. I, 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 it's really just going to come down game by game basis. Um, I'm excited. Not, uh, it's not really good with these. I'm, I'm like hopeful. I think that's where I'm at now is the word hopeful. 
that they yeah. can put it all together, get a bunch of continuity together. Like last year, now they took guys back for the last like seven games. Was it something like maybe six last yeah. year? The three back when Durant came back from injury. Um, hopefully something like that. I do want to see Ben Simmons play some regular season games. It looks like he will. I'm not knocking some wood though, because who knows if another setback. I would not like that. Yeah. Yeah, real quick, Sean Strano was on uh, the Pat McAfee show today, and he was talking about Ben Simmons and how he needs to, how he's going to start his ramp up soon. And he said he expects Ben to play some regular season games for the Nets this year. Yeah, I think let's see, let's see the schedule. Hold on. If I had a guess, he said he said it would likely be like at least two and a half weeks out from right now. So you look at the schedule right now. No chance he plays this week. Next week, I'd say is a long shot. I would say maybe like. I would target March 23rd against the Grizzlies for him to play. Maybe, yeah, that or the Heat game, the 26th, you get three days off. Yeah. And then it's a That's where I would hope. 27. Yeah, that would give him, like, what, two, four, six, eight, ten, like, ten to eleven games. I think that's right. Sounds about right. Yeah. So you get him ramped up. You give him, like, 20, 22 minutes or so in his first game and just keep slowly progressing until he hits around the 30. 30- Mark the playoffs. Yeah, so that's that's really what you need to work. You gotta hope that he gets there in that week of Monday, March twenty first to uh, to Sunday, March twenty seventh. So that's that's what you really need because that's a four game stretch that week. Or they actually they could. There's a back to back that week. The Heat on the twenty sixth and the Hornets on the twenty seventh. So they might look to try to get him maybe in the second half of that back-to-back or the first half, however they want to play it, because they will be at home with possibly without Kyrie Irving on the 27th. So we shall see. Yep, that's pretty much for the, the whole story of that season. We shall see. <laughs> yeah, just patiently wait. But in all of our cases, it's impatiently waiting. <laughs> you can't really be patient with all this stuff going on. It's it's a rough scene for sure. Hundred percent. But that's where we are. We've got to keep praying. Hopefully, we get favorable matchups in the playoffs and the play-in. Rest of the regular season, we get some good news. But we will. Yeah, see. hopefully. All right, I think that's gonna do it. So thank you all once again for tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Anthony and Joe. Please leave a like, give us a review, follow us on Twitter, and we will see you tomorrow. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.